Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now, your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey, hey, hey there. <laughs> hey ho. Hey, hey there. Welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. It helps to turn the microphone on before you start recording, dude. It's been so long since we've recorded the microphone and said, you guys are here. <laughs> I don't even understand what these buttons do anymore. I don't understand how the software works, but I know we're here. We're here. We're here. We are uh, back, dude. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all the listeners. Is anybody still listening? You know, is anybody still watching the Sharks? I went to a game, my first game in three years, a couple weeks ago, took my daughter to her first Sharks game. She had a really good time. She met Sharky. Nice. Had, the food is, the, I was impressed, dude, uh, with the food uh, that was offered. Had some ahi tater tots. From Sushi Confidential, dude. That's a that's a bold choice to dude, get sushi at the Sharks. I got to tell you, it was good, and they had a bunch of other good stuff that I could have gone down their menu. And honestly, it was the highlight because I was at that Oilers game <laughs> that where the Sharks got pasted seven to one, oh. and I I didn't even see the one because I left. In fairness, <laughs> it was like five minutes left, and she wanted to go to the Sharks store, but like, dude, yeah, like that was just it was so disheartening like it was painful it was brutal it was you know it was the sharks it was disturbing it was right the sharks it was in 2023. so disturbing and um we haven't seen them get pasted like that a lot like just completely pants mm-hmm. there was an interesting stat that came out in one of the broadcasts in the last couple of weeks that said something to the effect of and i'm paraphrasing that the sharks have the worst record in the NHL in games that they either have led or tied. Right. They they lose the lead more than anybody. So either when games that they're tied or they've had the lead, they've blown more of those games than any other team. Now, I feel like some people have tried to turn that around to be like, well, see, they're not that bad. And I would say, no. That's exactly they what They are that bad. They don't know how to win. They can't beat the Columbus Blue Jackets with the lead. The Columbus Blue Jackets are the worst team in the NHL. And they had the lead multiple times and then lost it late in the third period. Yeah. And lost in regulation. They had the Red Wings tied twice yesterday. And, they, and then the overtime, dude, I mean, good Lord. I mean, like it just, you know, and you look at this and you go, okay, well, you know, uh, the coaching staff makes the decision in overtime to not start no Meyer, right? No, no hurdle. hurdle. Yeah. I read that De- article. Defense first. Right. Well, it was a minute later, it was over. <laughs> the game was over. Yeah. Right. And so. You know, oh, well, well, we've lost seven in a row, so we thought we'd try something different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess, okay, but like, it's hard to like go, We, yeah, let's, let's not put our best skill players out there in a three on three. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a tough year. Dude. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I and I think the the thing you know, if so many people say you know, oh well, 
well, they're, they're, you know, they're gonna, they're in the mix for Bedard. I was like, yeah, not, but they're not, not the not really. is that they're not gonna be bad enough. No, they're not. I mean, the Sharks are bad, right? The Ducks are bad. <laughs> and the thing is, the Ducks are gonna get worse, and I think they're gonna be committed to getting worse, right? They're gonna move a lot of their veteran players. They're going to get worse, right? The Blackhawks, I think, are committed to getting worse. Now, Kane's not healthy, so maybe they can't move him. There's word that Taze, maybe he's going to go to Winnipeg. Like, they might start moving some of their veteran pieces to get worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Arizona, I don't know. I've been watching Arizona. I don't know that. I mean, they're not good. They're better than the Sharks. Although they do have a worse goal differential than the Sharks. I mean, the Ducks have a... The, the Sharks are minus 40, right, this season. The Ducks are minus 80. Yeah, <laughs> God they're damn. bad. Woo! They're not good. Not not good. Blackhawks worse and goal differential. Coyotes worse. Blue Jackets worse. Canadians slightly worse. That's it. Sharks fifth worst in the league in right. goal differential. And I, I do think that there's enough desire on, you know, I mean, like uh, we saw this. So it, there was um, this happened in the last game of the NFL season where the Houston Texans were in position to be the worst team right. in the NFL uh, if they only had lost their last game. And their GM came out, I don't know, sometime before the last game and sort of uh, uh, indicated that he probably was going to fire the coach. Right. Right. Guess what? At the end of the game, the coach goes for two. They win. They lose the number one pick, and the guy gets fired. <laughs> That's so <laughs> that great. Coach, co- if you're the coach, you're like, well, um, I'm going to give you a little gift on the way out the door. <laughs> right. How about the number two pick, right? <laughs> These guys, that, you know, the players that are playing right now, they don't care about adding a 19-year-old. They want to win, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They want to win. They're playing. They're playing for the opportunity to have a job, right? For some of these guys, yeah. You know, if you're Jonah Gadjevich and your season's going poorly and you're on a bad team, you might be back in the AHL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these guys don't care about that, right? So, um, that's that's the the problem is the Sharks aren't. They're not going to be bad enough. They're not bad. They're bad. <laughs> they're just not bad enough, right? And. You know, I mean, they they could have won that Columbus game. They could have won the game last night too. Yeah, right. They weren't going to win the game in Boston. Well, at least now I know what the title of this show is going to be: bad, but not bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, possibly getting worse. You know, <laughs> we'll the see. Plus side, I mean, it, it'll worse. be interesting to see. You know, in the next month, what's going to happen here? Because there are definitely some tradable pieces mm-hmm. on this roster that the Sharks could start to subtract that would, I would think, greatly impact their ability to win games. You know, I have to say, I did not expect this. I expected questions surrounding Meyer. I expected that. I have to think, given the volume of rumors around Meyer moving to the Devils and Buffalo and all these rumors about him going here and there... I have to think that there's some indication from management that they are seriously considering 
these moves for Meyer. And I find that to be uh, very encouraging because I didn't expect it. I, I know, you know, probably the last show eight months ago, uh, we talked about Meyer and, and I think we both agreed that he should be traded if in order for this team to improve. And I don't think either of us thought that was going to happen because you have to think about other concerns rather than just those things. It's just how, how dispiriting would it be to the fan base to have him traded, you know, depending on what you get and all this kind of stuff. And it seems like Mike Greer is biting the bullet and he's like, I know this is not going to be... If, if the Sharks had a good cap situation... Yeah, then they probably would be interested in re-signing him. But the fact is, is they don't. They have the one of the worst cap situations in the league. And so they have to do what they have to do. And I think he's going to be traded. And honestly, I think the Sharks will be better for it. Yeah, not 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 right away, but uh in the long run, yes, right. they cannot get in they cannot have another huge contract. Seven year, ten million dollar. Right. They just can't. I, I it, it's not viable for for this team unless they were able to move someone else. But there's not going to be a line for Logan Couture services. That's right. Not at eight million dollars and age thirty three. Like that's not going to be a thing. Right. 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 So, you know, if you're looking to improve the future prospects of this team. You have to trade Timo Meyer, who is clearly your most valuable asset. And my fear is that they're not going to get enough, right? Yeah. Because the Sharks aren't in the power position. Right. Everyone knows their cap situation. Everyone knows the Sharks are going to want to get as much as they can. And they have, there's, you know, clock's ticking. He's due a new contract in the offseason. So they got to do something. So what's what's reasonable? What's what's a good return for Meyer, dude, and what's not? What is not a good return is a bunch of future picks and no current players. That is, if you're trading him for a first, a second, and a fifth, like that's will be disturbing, upsetting. You're trading him to a contender that those picks are just not gonna be of great value. What I want, what I want, if I'm looking at a a possible trade partner, I want a young NHL ready top six forward or top two D. That's what I want. I really would like D because, you know, our D now and in the system is disturbing. Like it is bad. bad. It is not a good situation right now. You know, beyond Eric Carlson and Ferraro, who I still believe in, there is some real issues, you know, with this roster and what's coming, which is not much, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you, you look at, you know, Ryan Merkley has not turned out, right? Has not worked out. And he doesn't even want to be here anymore, which is, you know, funny. It's sort of like, well, why don't you play a little better, meat? You know, like, you know, it's not like you're ripping it up and someone's denying you some sort of opportunity. You're not even like producing at a minor league level. Yeah. Like, who do yeah. you think you are? Right. Right. I'm looking. Everyone's talking about the Devils, right? I don't want the Devils first round pick. You know who I want, dude? Nico Hischer. Well, yes, dude. <laughs> I want Dawson Mercer. 
That's who I want. It's a good hockey name. Dawson Mercer, 20-year-old right winger. He was drafted number 18 in 2020. He is playing now for the Devils. He had 42 points last year. He is a top six forward in the making with a high compete level, dude. Great offensive skills is what it says here. He can make plays. This is my favorite part. It's his work ethic that really stands out. This is a Mike Greer style. Right. Top six forward on an entry-level contract. That's who the Sharks should get. They need a player like this. Yes. If you can't get a player like that, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. And you should get him plus. Like you should be. Then you also get picks with that. But you better come away if you're going to trade your 45 goal scoring forward. You better get a player like this in return, you know? Because if you get the Devils' first round pick, it's going to be number 24. Yeah. It's not, it, it, it that is not acceptable. Yeah. Like, it, it, that is not an acceptable return. Now, I mean, y- you could see them get, you know, the Devils, their top five prospects look like this. Jack Hughes. Okay, we're not going to get Jack Hughes, right? I mean, this is the beginning of the year. Luke Hughes. Okay, we're not going to get Luke Hughes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, the kid they took last year, number two, Simon Nemec, or Nemec, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's not in the NHL right now, but they're not going to give up that no. guy. No. 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 You know, like, I mean, he's going to be a top-pairing defenseman who can quarterback a power play. Yes, of course I would love him. We, If you could get him for Meyer Plus, I mean, the Sharks maybe need to get creative, yeah. right? What yeah. else can you give them, right? right? That might help them, you know, win a cup or be a, a deep playoff team. But they're not going to give him up. Now, might they give up Dawson Mercer, who Meyer essentially replaces in the lineup? Mm-hmm. Maybe. 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 Right? Yeah. So, because um, they're going to have some cap issues down the road, too. Yeah. Right? You can't pay Dawson Mercer and Timo Meyer down the road. So, if you're the Devils, you got to give to get. Yeah. And so, for me, that's who I want. A player like that. And you could go down every possible team and find a match. I want somebody who's going to play now. I don't want somebody who's going to be Ozzy Wiseblatting it, like sort of half playing, half not, like question mark, what is this right. moment? Because that's the thing about Ozzy Wiseblatt. He may turn out to be a great player, but we don't know that now. And we, Timo Meyer is too good of a player to take a flyer on somebody else. Yeah, this guy's like, he's on the second power play unit in the WHL. Awesome. You know, high draft pick. Great. Clearly hasn't proven himself in the pro level, right? This is not this is not what you want. You want a guy who is, like you said, at the either crushing the AHL right now and looking for a spot, or is already on an NHL roster and is under twenty three. I think that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Because we need a guy who's gonna be good in three years. We don't need a guy we you know, we don't need the thirty two year old guy who's you know, we don't need Freddie Hamilton. No. <laughs> you you need a guy that you're like, okay, if you can look ahead to your forward group in a couple of years. You can look at Eklund, Mercer, Bordalo, plus, right? Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, well, now we're like talking about moving towards something, right? The other thing that I'm hoping might happen is maybe, you know, the Sharks might look to, you know, I, I used to love one of my favorite Doug Wilson moves is he would sort of add while subtracting, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that was when the Sharks were maybe a borderline playoff team and he'd move some stuff and then he would add. You might be able to, now they're not in the cap situation where they might be able to take on some money, right? But you know, the Mikey Essimont pickup has been good, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you got that guy for free off waivers and he's already, I mean, he's playing on the top line. This is a guy <laughs> I know. who they got and, he, and he's been good. Like he has energy and creates chances and I just like his vibe out there. Mm-hmm. Like he's been a good pickup. I'd like to see the sharks maybe do a little bit more dumpster diving here. Yeah. And see what they can bind, right? Can they cause I don't know, like it's not really working out like <laughs> some of the guys that they have. Yeah. Kevin LeBanc, <laughs> healthy scratch. Yeah, I mean, you know Do you have an opinion on that? I I I don't know. I don't I I I feel like dude he's you know he he doesn't seem to be as bad as I think he's been before. <laughs> right? What a ringing endorsement. Dude, well, I mean the thing is is with him right it it's it's very polarizing, right? Because yeah. the don't his advanced stats say he's not bad? Yeah, his advanced stats are pretty good. Right? Actually. And I do will admit like I mean he He's creating chances. He had chances last night for a team that doesn't create a lot of offense when you're subtracting one of the only creative players and replacing him with Noah Gregor, who, you know, I mean, it's like you're the Winchester mystery house. Good luck figuring this guy out. Like, are you good or not? I mean, like, what's the story here? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, no, Greg is an enigma wrapped in a riddle or whatever. I mean, you know, saying is you can't quite figure out like, he can't get any regular playing time. We're certainly like, listen, I love the Oscar Lindblom story. I'm not sure I'm totally into the player that we got. Yeah, I know. Like, what? what is... And I'm okay with taking a chance on something like that. I don't fault yeah. Greer. Right. And like trying to get like maybe something out of that. But like, I don't know. Like, when when's he going to be healthy scratched? Right. Like... I mean, he hasn't not been super great. Like, you can say that about everybody. I don't know. Like, I mean, I I think that um, it's just interesting to me that LeBanc is is now this is the third coach that has made him sort of the poster child for errors. Obviously, there must be something wrong, I guess. But, um, and he's been, you know. I don't know, dude. What are his what are his stats that bad? Let's let's have a let's have a closer look here. All right, who are we looking at? It's twenty five points in forty four games. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at some of advanced stats here. Uh, let's do this. Yeah, he's second on the team in Corsi percentage. <laughs> he's ahead of Meyer. He's uh, got a better Fenwick. If that's your that's your predilection. Uh, his PDO is not out of whack, so it's not like he's getting a lot of, uh, you know, help. I mean, he's he's driving possession more than a lot of other players on this team. It's uh, it maybe it's just one of those things where, you know, we heard earlier in the season that the Sharks make mistakes, but the mistakes are bad, right? And maybe that's this case, right? Where he makes a mistake and it's so bad 
the coaching staff has to pay attention. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, th- I and think then the I team would is say that. Those. I mean, wouldn't you know three quarters of our D need to sit on a regular basis? Then there are some bad errors happening on the back end, right? I guess I, I, I don't, I don't know, dude. Uh, LeBanc's contract is terrible, right? Yeah. This guy's played 404 NHL games. He has 208 points. He's not he's not a piece of trash. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think and and you can't do anything. You're stuck with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he can generate offense. So like let's wh- when are we going to stop pretending to make him something he's not? Maybe he's not an all-around complete player. Maybe you can deploy him in a, you know, offense offensive setting, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You're you're gonna need offense soon from somewhere when you get rid of Timo Meyer. So I don't know, dude. I'm just I sort of feel like no, <laughs> no. All of a sudden, I'm like Kevin LeBanks' biggest fan, but I just <laughs> feel like it, it's misdirected, like uh, punishment right. to me when there's already there's other issues. Right. right? Like I mean, this, it, you know, contrast with the aforementioned Noah Gregor. You know, Kevin LeBanc has a 57% Corsi 4, which means 57% of the shots taken when he's on the ice are taken by the Sharks. So that's pretty good. Noah Gregor, opposite end of the spectrum, 40%. He's the opposite of driving possession. Noah Gregor, second to last on the team, only ahead of Jeffrey Vl, who's only played one game. He can't finish at all. Like, yeah. Noah Gregor just gets... He gets seems to get these great opportunities and then just either right into the chest of the goalie or misses the net completely. Right. And Andy's been helped with shot percentage too. So, I mean, you know, this is, and you know, Kevin LeBanc's other numbers are not particularly out of whack. He starts more of his shifts in the offensive zone than the defensive zone. But then again, so does Timo Meyer. So, and so does hurdle. So you can say he's been protected a little bit and he has, but you know, that's what you do for offensive players that you want to create chances. So, yeah. like Dude, I said, I'm on the record not being a big Kevin LeBanc fan, but at this point, it's not like the Sharks have a whole lot of options. You you, you don't. You need, like, you can't... There's nothing you can do about it. This guy is playing for you. Like... Yeah. Or, you know, you need to try to build up his value in some way, scratching him four games in a row. You're not helping anything by doing that, right? right? Like... It's not going to make any of it better. That's just my opinion. Now, where's the help coming from, dude? Is it coming from the Barracuda? Are we going to get some help from the Barracuda, dude? No. (laughs) I mean, that's one thing they've remained steadfast about. Yeah. Eklund's staying. They're staying. Bordelow's staying. They're not going to shuttle these guys. But they're not ready either, Across the hallway to play in the NHL, even though the Sharks are bad. But they haven't demonstrated that they're ready. That's true. You know, like they're not playing great at the AHL level. So how's it going to go when you move up? But in years past, you know, Sasha Chemilevsky, sure. you'd see him in the lineup. It's, and that's been a mistake. I will give the Sharks full marks for keeping the mediocre Barracuda together. <laughs> I mean, in hoping that maybe somehow they can figure it out, right? I mean, you know, uh, it's way too early to look at the Sharks development team and go, what's happening here when they haven't had a full real season in trying to get this group together, but the the early returns are not great, no. right? You know, you're not seeing, you know, the Sharks. You're seeing Greer 
move on from a previous regime prospect, a guy who you know played, I don't know, how many NHL games did Jasper Weatherby play? I mean, uh, got to be uh, 80, that, right? That many? Let's see. He played 50 games. Okay. So, I mean, a, a guy who I think we thought uh, in the 21-22 season that he might be the answer to some of the issues on the bottom six. Right. And then he vanished. <laughs> right? Right. And, you know, 11 points in 50 games. None of his possession metrics are good. You know, there's nothing that stands out here. As much as we like this, I feel like a little bit we enjoy the story of Jasper Weatherby being a Sharks fan growing up and all that. And I think that's, I mean, it's color coloring my judgment a little bit. I think it colors others' judgment maybe even a little bit more. If not for that story, this guy would be a late prospect that managed to get into get onto the roster when the team wasn't very good and the new regime doesn't really see the value that the old regime saw because, frankly, there's nothing really good to see here. He's a third or fourth line player, and they said, you know what, now we have Oscar Lindblom. I'd rather have Nico Sturm or whoever. I'm not saying those guys are a lot better, but they're not they're not any worse. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I guess when you're... I appreciate the, that Greer and you can't wait for Dugway are trying to move on from these types of situations where, okay, uh, whether it be, you know, they're going to have to make a, dis- a they're, they're going to have to sign him or not. Clearly they don't want to keep him. Let's move on. They're bringing in some sort of journeyman AHL veteran to plug a hole on the minor league team. And the Red Wings are going to see you basically getting a free peek, right? Right. For nothing that impacts the big club. So, you know, um, yeah, the Sharks are going to be doing maybe some more moves like this, you know, mm-hmm. where yeah. they're going to be, you know, moving on from uh, Ryan Merkley, which, you know, that's a former first round pick. If you're going to have to move him for the same type of situation, like that's going to be very disappointing. Yep. You know, if you have to essentially give away Ryan Merkley just to get him out. Like, I don't know. Do you do that? Or do you just say, no, dude, sorry, you're staying. Yeah, I, I don't know the nature of this uh, conflict between him and, and management. Is it a playing time issue? I don't know what it is. I mean, certainly it seems like he has every opportunity in the world, but maybe he feels differently or maybe he feels like the coaching staff is against him for some reason. I have no I have no clue. But I think you have to at some point, right? If If the... If the feeling in the management team, in the scouting team, and in the general manager's office is that this is not a guy we want on the NHL roster, then you just get rid of him. You know, it's sorry. You know, it's like sunk cost, right? It's like the economic term, sunk cost. It's like we we spent a first round pick on this guy. There's no need to keep him around just so we can justify to ourselves that we're not that stupid. Well, sometimes you make a big mistake and Ryan Merkley may be one of those mistakes and you just got to move on and get to the next thing. So It's been a polarizing pick from the beginning, right? Yes, yes, you know, absolutely. Um, that clearly hasn't panned out. It's going to be an interesting few weeks, dude, you know, to see um, where the Sharks go 
and what types of roster moves they make and how many of these uh, role player Andrew Cogliano types are going to get moved to contenders and how many of them have any real value. Like, does mm-hmm. anybody want Matt Nieto? Does anybody want Nick Benino? You know, I don't think anybody's going to... Does anybody want Stephen Lawrence? Are you going to move off Stephen Lawrence, the only real return you got from Brent Burns for a fifth rounder? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that's that's a bad look, you know? Like, this guy was supposed to be a regular contributor on the fourth line. It's been all right, you yeah. know what I mean? But you don't notice him like you notice the kid we just got on waivers. Yeah, that's true. Esimon is way more noticeable out there. Mm-hmm. That in his impact on the ice than Lawrence, right? Dude, last sort of question here. Eric Carlson at the deadline, he's not being moved now, is he? I don't think so. I mean, certainly that's an intriguing question as well because didn't LeBron say they, they he thought the Sharks were going to move him by next year? So maybe this could be a... a uh summertime kind of move. I mean, the thing is all the cards, the sharks hold no cards with this situation, right? He has a full no movement clause. Eric Carlson has to approve any and all move to get Carlson to do anything, to waive him, to trade him, to do anything at all. So the sharks have basically no leverage in this situation. The only leverage they have is that they're bad (laughs) and he may not want to play for them anymore. Right. I mean, I guess if some great deal comes across the bow and the Sharks aren't going to have to retain too much salary and Carlson wants to play there, then then great. But to me, that's the number one key of, of the potential of trading Eric Carlson. I just don't think the Sharks can afford any more dead money. They have dead money from Brent Burns. They have dead money from Martin Jones. It's just they just can't eat another half salary chunk of Eric Carlson, even if the team offers something good, I don't know. Can you really, can the Sharks afford to be paying Eric Carlson three or $4 million for the next five years? No, no, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, I mean, as you know, it, you, if, if you want to, um, if you're looking for the beginning of the end, it all kind of started when the Sharks yeah. got Eric Carlson, it's right? It's true, it's true. Now, and some of that is not his fault, right? I mean, he was not healthy. Yes. The the idea of pairing him with Brent Burns was a bad one. It didn't work out. And exhibit A, B, Z is look what's happening now, yeah. right? Now he is healthy, but also he is producing at just a ridiculously elite level. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he is on pace to possibly have the best statistical season he's ever had. Yeah. Ever. And this is a a guy who's regularly had 78, 74, 82, 71 points. Yeah. He's already at 64. Yeah. Already 49 games. Yeah. He's just, he could get to 90 as a defenseman. Yeah. He's killing it. Right. Yep. So to me, like as much as I associate the beginning of end times with him, <laughs> right? You can't give away. You can't give him away. No. I would rather keep him and have him on my team and pay him than give him away. 
Right. And and just have to eat a bunch of money and you get subpar return. You get, you know, not very effective players in return because you just have to make the salary. Oh, I mean, like you're still he's on a bad team and he's producing at an elite level and doing special stuff on a regular basis. Yes, yes. Like regular basis, right? You keep him unless he just absolutely doesn't want to be here anymore. And I don't think we're at that point. But um, the part that we don't understand, right, is like this in this basically this like allergy to winning that's occurred <laughs> <laughs> since Pavelski left. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like how much of that is now on the players, right? I mean, a lot of it, right? You can't blame the third coach now with the same core group of players. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you look at this roster, I think it was just... The thing that I think is unfortunate is I think maybe I think Doug Wilson oversold what this team was. And maybe that's what you have to do because he's not only a general manager, he's also kind of a marketing guy for the Sharks and he wants to say that the Sharks are good and you should care and they're going to win games and when they actually weren't very good and they just didn't have the pieces to to do well. And I think that's just been the case for a while. I think, you know, like you said, when Pavelski left, that that's kind of what started it. The Sharks got sort of overweight in some places and underweight in others. And they had two highly paid offense-only defensemen and and not a lot of elite scoring and, you know, kind of all these holes, goaltending and all these other things. And it's just, it just didn't work, right? We've, we've talked so many times about the Oilers, how it just didn't work for them because they had too much of one thing and not enough of another. And maybe they're figuring it out now, finally, but that seems to be where the Sharks are. They're just, they just don't have the right pieces in the right places right now. It's like Eric Carlson's great if you have if you're the Colorado Avalanche, but they have Kale McCarr. So, I mean, you, you talk about another team that maybe needs something like that and that team's going to be unstoppable, but on the Sharks, it's just, there's just not enough anywhere else. But the thing that, I mean, I guess I I feel like I've seen enough of some of these other players where it's sort of like, I don't, I I, dude, I don't need to watch Jacob Magna play anymore. (laughs) He's not bad, actually. He's not bad, but he's not. That's not the answer. No, but who else are you going to put out? There? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there's but no, there's we, no alternative. Can we see somebody else? <laughs> but, like, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, I feel like if you're looking to, like, I, I've, i kind of, I'm kind of, I know we got to pay him, and I know he's going to be here. But I've kind of seen enough Vlasic, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, if just, I, can we see somebody else? Like, <laughs> like. You know, um, how's Jacob Middleton doing, yeah, dude? Yeah, this is who I'm looking up because that was a guy where I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? 45 games, seven points, plus five. With the Sharks, he was, the year that he was traded, 45 games, nine points. But how you many know. minutes is he playing a night for the Wild? Let's see here. 18 minutes. So, I mean, <laughs> like, that's that's the guy that you're like, wait, why? Why is he gone? How old is he? Uh, 26? 27. Okay. Like, and I mean, you know, like, 
like he was <laughs> like that like i know this is a different management team that made that decision do you kind of look back on that and you go what like why he's having a worse season than jacob magna well dude i he is fewer points jacob magna's better in plus minus i don't know i mean stats are wrong dude <laughs> <laughs> i mean jacob middleton was a cool story and he had a great mustache and i get that but i don't know to me i was never i mean he seemed like a good guy to have but like you said, I I see him as a fairly interchangeable part, at least right now with Jacob Magna. And maybe Magna's stats are totally inflated because of Carlson, and and I get that. And he, and he is a few years older, but you know, Jacob Middleton's no solution to this problem. If we switch those two players out, the Sharks would be in exactly the same position. Yeah, but I I do think that there if if you're looking for some of these, this is why I like Essimont so much, like. You know, like if, if someone's if if someone's gonna run like a player, this is the classic sharks problem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No response. No one does anything. Like it just sort of like happens, and it and and they just sort of, you know, walk away, right? Yeah. yeah. Like Jacob Middleton, that wasn't gonna happen, right? You need more than just Jonah Gadjevich around. To make stuff like that happen, I feel like I've been talking about this a million times, right? And and the Sharks don't have that as their heartbeat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's true. Um, that's hard. That's challenging to watch when you. I mean, and Timo Meyer sort of talked about it as a collective. Basically, we don't have anything that the Bruins have. Like we don't have any. We don't play right. any with any of the pace, grit, tenacity, and heart. Yeah, you're right, bro. You're right. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> you're right. And like, you know, I don't know that this group is ever going to get there, right? Yeah. There might be some players who might follow the leader of some other group that could get them there. <sighs> dude. <laughs> Aren't you glad we decided to record again? I am glad, dude. I'm excited. Dude, I mean, and the other thing, too, if we really want to go deep depression, should we talk about the Sharks goaltending do we again? Have, do we have to? Yeah, we have to, dude. Dude. When you look around, oh, God. you know. They're both under 900. Cockin' in 869. Jeez. Right. Wow. Brutal. When you look around the NHL and you go... Gosh, Sharks' situation is bad, and you know, well, at least we don't have twenty-two wins, six loss, Martin Jones, right? Yeah, on the Kraken, right? <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah. I mean, um, and listen, you look at his stats there. I mean, dude, he's got an eight ninety-four save percentage, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, he's just on a good team. Yeah, yeah. It scores a lot. Yeah, yeah. But. You know, <laughs> I mean, this is this is a sacred cow for We're the still shark- paying him. This is a sacred cow for the sharks, and I, I hesitate to poke the sacred cow. Is this a you've getting a Bokov problem? How dare you! <laughs> right? I mean, well, who was I mean, who was the? I can't remember his last name. Wayne. What was his last name? Yeah. The goaltending coach for Nabokov and all of those great goalies we had all those years, Toskala, yeah. Kiprasov. Yeah. And we just were just 
growing goaltenders like weeds. Yeah. In the garden. And and now it seems like Steve I, Shields. Right. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is this a goaltending yeah, it's a coaching good problem? It's, it's a good question. And you know this because some of it I think has to be on him a little bit. You know, I mean, I'm not saying we're we're dealing with the gems here of the goaltending community, but still, <laughs> the gems of the goaltending community. Yeah, yeah, I like how you put that. That's true. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm just I don't know enough to to right. make that distinction. But still, that and the sad part is that you know James Reimer has now little to no value, like yeah, almost no trade value. You know, someone might want him as their backup goalie if there's an injury sharks kind of have to hope maybe somebody might but you're not talking about any sort of solid return at this point yeah, I mean, yeah. do you trade Reimer for a fifth rounder or do you just keep him and let him walk i, I don't even know <laughs> right? what do you even I mean, get in the fifth round yeah i don't know I mean, if, you, like, if it's even worth it right i mean i i don't know like i think it, there's going to be some interesting questions along those lines. They're going to be faced with those types of questions where would you rather have a fifth rounder and let some kid play Matt Nieto's minutes or would you rather have Matt Nieto for another yeah. eight weeks, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, those are the kinds of questions that management's going to be faced. It really is about future roster building at this point. I'm curious. I'm curious to see where they're headed here. Yeah. Because... There's some decisions to be made, and Meyer's the first big one. Yep. Dude, let's end on a positive note. Sharks are the worst team in the NHL yeah. at home. <laughs> Listen, don't I know it. They're I the saw... worst team in the NHL at home. Uh... Five and 12 and seven. No other team in the NHL has that few of wins at home. Even well, the... Columbus have 11, yeah. has 11 wins at home. They have double the wins at home than the Sharks. The atmosphere is anemic. Yeah, right? I'm sure and, it's pretty bad. And I, yeah. you know... You can't, you can't, you know, what, when we ever go to a Sharks game five years ago and be like, well, I mean, the highlight was the food. Yeah. Right? right. Like, that's, you know. I had some good chicken. Yeah. Oh, they have Sapporo on top. What kind of chicken dishes did they have? Chicken, chicken hoagie. Chicken salad. <laughs> Dude, you know, like, that's. That's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. <laughs> I'm glad the food's it's good. Brutal. So Oh man. Yeah. What can we say? What can we say? Other than we're gonna keep watching. Yeah. I'll keep watching. I, can't. I, let, I can't stop. Dude, I mean this is the rest of this game and I couldn't stop watching. Well, the rest of this road trip is like marching towards the firing squad. Like, I mean, you've got <laughs> Pittsburgh, yeah. got Carolina, yeah. you've yeah. got Florida, you got Tampa. Yeah. yeah. This is bad, dude. This is bad. Will they get a point? Uh, I don't know. I think they'll get a point. I'm going to say they're going to go to OT twice. They'll lose twice in OT. They're going to get two points. Okay, dude. Oh, actually, I do have one positive thing. Yes. I'm killing it in the Vegas bet right now. You are. I'm doing well. Whatever. And you saw Carolina lost past already. Yeah. So Carolina well, hasn't really been around it. Dude, this is going to be the funniest part, dude. You're killing it. You're totally crushing it. You're doing awesome. 
And when Carolina I know, wins the Carolina's cup, win the cup, only team that is really, or like Tampa, yeah. like just goes on a run, right? At the end and just ruins it I for you. I have Boston, I have Toronto, right. I have the I have the Kraken, yeah. I have the Avalanche, yeah. Yeah. I have like all, all these teams. They all fail They're and all I have lose. one team, one team left that just goes on a run. Like, you know, that will be, it will be funny. It'll be funny. Yeah. Yeah. I have the top three in the central. I have the top three in the Pacific. You yeah. Have the, do you have the lightning? I do. Okay. So I have, but I have the top two yeah. in the Atlantic. Yeah. And, well, I, and I have the devils too, right? Right. I'll tell you, I mean, dude, I would rather have Carolina and the Rangers than the Maple Leafs. I'd rather have those teams than uh, the devils. I mean, I, I, the you're, team you're I'm talking your own book now. No, I'm, I'm serious. I would, uh, the team I'm afraid of is Boston. No question. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the team, but I'll tell you, I mean, like, I'll, I think of in the East, I think I've got three of the four best teams. I do. So, um, maybe agree not, to, agree to disagree. Maybe not in the standings right now. Well, Toronto, pr- prove it, Toronto. Yeah. What have you ever won? You can't even win a playoff series. It's if true. They, if they draw the lightning like they're scheduled to do right now, I'll, I will drive to Vegas. <laughs> drive to Vegas that and, is and put money on. Easy money. Easy money. Easy, dude. That they will fold. There's nothing that's changed about them that gives you any reason like they just won't straight fold. They're right? due. Okay. They're due. And the Devils never been there. The Rangers made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Dude, I like the Rangers. Like I think they they have a shot. And Carolina talk about due. They're due, right? Mm, yeah. And you could see them making a significant ad, right? Who's going to get Bo Horvat, right? Yeah, that That's I'm, a huge Yeah. piece that's going to drop here. Bo Horvat ends up on the Hurricanes. True. Dude, yep. I'm, I'm looking at the Vegas Cup. I see you. Don't worry. You're staying with me. <laughs> Michael's right. all excited. but I'm excited now. I'm sure by the time the playoffs start, all my all my teams are going to lose. They're all going to be a 20-game losing we'll see. streak. We'll see, dude. We'll see. All right, dude. All right, dude. Good to see you. Go yes. Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.